podcast with your hosts Sophia Garcia and Taz Narisha. Tune in as we interview those affected by childhood cancer, gather perspectives, and help others find comfort in their expertise. Today we'll be talking about the topic on how to deal with cancer in later stages. So um, I think it's important to talk about because a lot of times in our episodes we do talk about um, someone dealing with cancer while they're um, doing cancer treatment, but I think it's important to understand that um, the cancer treatments and um, also the mental impact that cancer has can last for a lifetime. And um, talk, uh, talking about the mental um, aspect of it, um, I found that um, a lot of times people may suffer from anxiety, depression, or um, especially the fear of cancer coming back. And um, I think it's important to talk about it with a healthcare professional and um, to understand that those feelings are completely normal, but it's important to also get help with it. Um, but a lot of times people do avoid um, a healthcare teams because of um, uh, how much they have to deal with healthcare teams um, during their um, cancer treatment. But I think it's important to understand that um, this may harm their health um, as an adult. And so it's important to get the help you need early on. Um, did you find anything on that? Um, yeah. for, so just why I think it's like important to talk about, um, I like, I agree. We mostly talk about how to deal with diagnosis or like dealing with cancer throughout the journey. But, um, the reality of it is that cancer doesn't really end when maybe you like ring the bell. It's, it's still a lot to deal with. And while it's, it won't like consume as much of your life, um, it's still important to talk about like life after cancer, because for a lot of people, it may still not be easy. Um, but yeah, I did find that one light effect, like what you said was mental health effects. Um, it mostly like surrounded around like anxiety or depression or fear of the cancer returning. Um, and like, like you said, a lot of people will avoid healthcare professionals. Um, and this can be bad because as late effects arise and there, there are different late effects. Um, and some of them are less serious than others, but some of them could be really serious or detrimental to your health. So it's definitely really important to not neglect um, your health just because of, like these fears and to be able to build like positive relationships with your healthcare professionals in any way you can, um, because these like, effects, uh, they can develop during treatment and continue into survivorship, but they can also develop like years later. So it's important to talk to your healthcare team in order to prevent um, or scan for and manage late effects. Yeah. Um... Uh, I do think the emotional problems, um, we did talk about it a lot in our previous episodes where we talked about the mental impact of cancer. And um, it, it happens both during the cancer journey and after it. Um, but also another thing that we talked about was the fear of cancer coming back. And that's um, the second cancer thing. And um, I found that survivors have a higher risk of a second cancer. And so it's important to get the screenings that you need. A lot of times um, parents, they avoid taking their children back to like the hospital or to deal with the healthcare team because um, they've dealt with the healthcare team so much um, throughout the entire cancer journey. And, but it's important to understand that these screenings are necessary. Um, it, these second cancers may occur months or years after treatment is complete. And so it's important to keep um, um, up to date with your um, screenings. And just because um, your child may have a screen test does not mean that 
um, they're suffering from cancer. And a lot of times, they a child may not have cancer symptoms, and a screening test may show that they do have cancer. So it's important to um, stay up to date with those. Yeah, I definitely think that's really important. Like with almost every late effect that I found in my research, um, all of them say to like check like check in with your healthcare professionals just to make sure that these late effects like aren't affecting you. Um, but before I share like the chunk of my research, like about um all the different like late effects, I just want to emphasize that like these long-term effects are not applicable for every case of cancer and they actually vary based on like type of cancer, location of cancer, um, where the body like the type of treatment, where in the body um was treated like dosage, age, genetics, overall health. So um, while like some of these may seem scary, that doesn't mean that just because you had cancer as a, as a child or your child has cancer as a child, um, that does not mean that it will necessarily affect them. Um, but it's just definitely something to look out for because it is important to talk about even though it is scary. Um, so I guess I'll just go into like some of the research that I found. Uh, one late effect I found was like second cancers. Um, these are just like different types of cancers that develop after the first cancer diagnosis. Um, and there are different ones, but they're like the most common ones are like skin cancer, breast cancer, and thyroid cancer. Um, and these are mostly linked to different types of chemotherapy and radiation therapy. Um, but if you want to learn more about like the specific, there's also like different specific drugs that are linked to second cancers. And you can find the information at like cancer.net or other things on the internet. Um. I think that's important to mention the second cancer thing because a lot of times that does happen, unfortunately. Um, another thing that I found was reproductive and sexual development. Um, a lot of times this may affect the hormones and especially um, chemotherapy that may affect the brain, which affects the glands that um, uh, control the hormone levels. And it may affect uh, growth or development of um, children. They may reach puberty earlier or later than usual. And um, it, it may um, it's a cause um, uh, early menopause or irregular periods in girls. And I think it's important to talk about it with the doctor um, on that, going back to the idea that your healthcare team does play an important role. Yeah, I also found a lot about that. Um, I found that like another thing with um, growth and development and hormone issues um, that treatments can impact glands that control like basic body functions, like not only puberty, but also just growth and metabolism. Um, so it's like really important to just check in with your doctors, like as you said, and just regular checkups, like all children um, typically receive regular checkups like or annual ones. But um, uh, a lot that I found in my research said that like children with cancer should usually go in like every six months, maybe like twice a year, um, just to make sure that like they're doing okay and that these hormone issues won't affect them. Um, and also similarly, I found that like there could be reproductive issues and like you said, issues with sexual development, um, like treatments can impact levels of the male hormone testosterone, um, which can impact puberty, or they can also impact levels of um, the female hormone estradiol. I don't know if I said that right, but um, um, that can also impact puberty. And also like, I've also found some that can impact like in, or can impact fertility and lead to infertility in some cases. Um, but these cases are like very specific and it normally has to do with like radiation therapy in the lower body. Uh, yeah, going back to that idea of like um, problems within um, your development and growth. Um, I, another thing I found was um, muscles, bone and soft tissue. Uh, a lot of times radiation and chemotherapy may affect um, the growth of um, 
body parts, um, it may cause scoliosis or a lot of the steroid um, drugs that um, people, people with cancer may take, um, they directly affect the bone um, formation and it can cause um, low bone mineral density. Uh, yeah, I also found stuff about that. And I found that um, to improve like bone density, there are like simple solutions. Like uh, there are, they can do exercise. There's also supplements that children can take. And there's also like special food diets that they can be put on. Um, and this can help them like improve their bone density growth and like just improve their growth overall. Um, I also found that there could be like learning and memory issues, especially with like children of younger ages. Um, and this can be due to radiation therapy in the brain or also just high doses of certain drug treatments. And you can find these certain drug treatments online. Um, and I think this is definitely really important to consider because as in our last episode, uh, Ms. Jory mentioned that um, it's really important that parents are like in close contact with and close, close communication with their healthcare team so that they can monitor um, like how much of a dosage of certain drug treatments that their children are getting. Um, because it's really important for parents to be like monitoring that pretty closely just because there can be later effects. Um, and while the healthcare team is obviously looking out for your best interests, the parents' input is also really important. So like just doing your own research to make sure that your healthcare team isn't giving like too high of doses, but they're just giving like enough to obviously like help cure your child of cancer, but also looking out for their future to avoid later effects. Yeah. Um, and also um, about the idea of like the bone mineral density, um, you mentioned some ways that children can stay up to date with their healthcare team. And um, uh, another way is to receive x-rays of that. And also another thing that you mentioned was learning and memory problems. Um, I was wondering if um, those learning problems, do you think that those learning problems may be caused? Um, it doesn't have to specifically be about um, a chemotherapy affecting the brain, but as in um, a child not being able to interact with their classmates in school, because we've talked about that a lot um, in our previous episodes where um, children are not able to interact with their classmates or they don't have a normal school life um, as other children do, and they have to make accommodations. Do you think that they, that may lead to learning problems? Yeah, I think that's definitely like a very big part. And just like not even with learning problems alone, but just like social development, um, that can definitely be like a really big issue, especially I think it depends um, the age that a child goes through cancer. Um, but I think that like the development just socially can be a really big, uh, like cancer can really impact that just because if children aren't able to go to school um, or they're just doing like online school and stuff, they won't be able to interact with classmates as much. Um, and it is like a sad reality, but um, it will obviously impact like social development. And I also think it would impact like learning too. Yeah, I think um, it uh, not only just like learning problems in this context, but as in um, social problems and that may lead to anxiety, which we talked about in the beginning of this episode, where we talked about how anxiety may affect a child um, uh, later on in their life. Um, and I, another thing that I found was heart problems. Um, it may cause abnormal heart rhythms or the heart muscles may weaken or it may even cause heart failure. Um, so it's really, really important to have those regular follow-up care so then they can um, detect those health conditions early on um, if those symptoms do kick in early on. And um, a doctor may have you do an um, ECG or um, imaging tests that are pretty similar to yeah, I also found um, stuff about heart issues. 
uh, one specific thing that I found was just like these issues are mostly only a possibility if certain drugs um, known as anthracyclines were given. So it's definitely really important to like do your research, um, figure out um, like what type of drugs or treatments that your children are getting, uh, just so you can know what to look out for, what types of tests you may want to do after cancer, um, just so you can be like looking out for the best interests. Yeah, I do think um, a lot of the medication and treatment that children with cancer do have um, has improved um, their chances of um, uh, not facing death from um, the primary cancers that they have. But it's also important to understand that um, it, you have to communicate with your healthcare team on what exactly um, your child is receiving and what the side effects may be, whether it's um, happening right now or um, whether it's going to happen in like 10 years. I also found uh, there were like lung and breathing problems that could arise due to certain types of chemotherapy or especially radiation therapy or surgery to the chest or bone marrow and stem cell transplantation. Um, so there's like a lot of different things that could arise, obviously, but I, that's just, I think it's why it's more important that children who receive um, cancer treatment, especially at a younger age, um, like visit their doctor regularly. Well, because while obviously that can create a lot of stress, um, it's better to know whether your child is okay or not so that you can like best figure out what plan that you should like do in the future. Um, so yeah. I am for like the lung specifically, I found that survivors could do like a lung test known as a pulmonary function test. So there's like a lot of different tests you can do. And obviously you wouldn't want to do every single test, but um, by just going like to annual or like uh, maybe like two time a year, just going to your doctor for checkups, um, you can determine like if there's any areas that in the body that maybe you should do tests for because of like maybe certain symptoms or just looking out for you. Um, another effect that I found was um, dental problems, um, but as we mentioned before, it um, may be caused from um, where exactly you're receiving radiation or chemotherapy on what exact part of your body, um, but I, I think that was pretty interesting. I didn't think about the dental problems. I think I thought more about brain and heart and lungs. Um, specifically like the major organs that we think of, um, but dental problems, I think that's also pretty important too. That's why you should um, go to your dentist every six months, um, especially if your child has um, had cancer previously, um, because they can suffer from dental problems. Um, for like dental problems specifically, I found that survivors should visit uh, their dentist like every six months if it's possible, uh, just because like I guess like it could, or anything like any problems could progress faster. So it's important to like target them as soon as possible. Um, I also found that there could be like digestive system problems. Um, this can be due to like abdominal or pelvic surgery um, or also just radiation therapy to specific parts of the body. Like, like you said, um, I think for digestive system problems, it's like the neck, chest, abdomen or pelvis. Um, so it's just like important to talk to your doctor if you have any issues in this area, like or symptoms of chronic stomach issues, um, or just like difficulty swallowing or other specific things like that. Yeah, um, I do think it's important to stay up to date with your healthcare team and also to um, teach your child um, a healthy behaviors um, because healthy behaviors, um, they lower the risk of those late effects that children may um, suffer from later on. Um, and avoiding like 
behaviors such as um, smoking or excessive alcohol use or illegal drug use, um, things like that, they may worsen the organ damage um, and it may um, lead to children suffering from those late effects um, way earlier on. And um, I think it's important to stay in contact with um, your healthcare team and explain to your child like um, to avoid these um, behaviors that may cause them to have a higher chance in developing second cancer or health, um, heart problems or lung problems or dental problems. Yeah, I also, um, just like the last things that I found, um, I found there could be like hearing problems and also vision and eye problems. And these could just vary. It's mostly based off like um, radiation therapies, like for hearing to the head or brain um, can normally cause hearing problems. Um, but for a lot of it, I found that younger children, like the younger you are when you get cancer are at a higher risk because obviously like they're less developed. Um, so it's definitely just important to uh, visit um, like specific professionals like for hearing problems you can visit like an audiologist which is a specialist that diagnoses and treats hearing problems um so like if you just visit one like maybe once after treatment just to make sure if your child is like doing okay or anything like that and for a vision and eye problems um it's like also due to like high dose radiation therapy to the eye area brain so or like specific steroids used um, so just visiting specialists to make sure that these problems like don't arise or like if they do arise, being able to catch them early so that you can uh, deal with it as soon as possible. Yeah, I think we mentioned this a lot throughout the episode um, of the idea like contacting your healthcare team or health professionals a lot. But I think it's important to stress because um, what I found was a lot of times the type of care that you receive depends on the type of cancer that you had previously, or a lot of things factor into it, whether it's genetic or other medical conditions that you've had previously, or the type of treatment that you were receiving. Uh, it's important to understand that the um, treatments that you may receive later on in your life to um, uh, fight off um, late effects of cancer depends um, on each person and how they have been treated for cancer. And so it's important to talk to all your health professionals that you have to be able to understand what your child needs um, to better fight off the late effects. Yeah, so I think we've talked like a lot about the different types of late effects, but I think it's also just important to talk about like how people can mentally cope with them or just cope with life after cancer because obviously that obviously that's very scary. Um, but one thing I just want to emphasize that like I found in my research is like in in the last thirty years alone, like treatment and supportive care has improved for cancer so much. Um, and now like more than eighty percent of children treated for cancer um, live like and survive like after treatment. So like while there are like possibilities for long term effects, um, it's also just important to think about like we have a lot of good great technology and treatments and care today. So even if you are faced with later effects, um, that doesn't that does not necessarily mean like your child won't be okay. And that doesn't just because some children get later effects does not mean that your child will get later effects. Um, but I definitely think it's important to know about them just as like a cautionary, like just yeah, just as a precaution. Um, but also just life after cancer, like it it's very stressful. So like don't use this as a way to stress yourself out like too much because there's already a lot going on. Yeah, I think um, you mentioned a good idea of how we should um, talk about the mental aspect of it uh, because we did talk a lot about the physical aspect of it, but uh, mentally um, it's important to talk with your healthcare professionals. As we said, they may have um, ways to 
help your child, um, especially if they're uh, um, suffering mentally because they have suffered um, from cancer before. Um, and as I said before, um, it, just doing simple things like a healthy diet or exercising or regular medical or dental checkups like um, everyone should be doing um, can also greatly improve um, your chances of not having to deal with those late effects of cancer later on. Yeah. Um, and also it's just like, uh, it's important to, while like obviously going to the doctor after having cancer and after going through so many appointments for treatment, um, diagnosis, like after effects, like just to monitor yourself, like after certain treatments, like chemotherapy or radiation therapy, it's obviously like very stressful, like going to the doctor. Um, but I think that's why it's important to build good relationships with your healthcare team. Um, a lot of times I think like the healthcare team will normally like, give patients like, or patients, families or parents, um, their like, contact information, like, like office numbers or like, so you can call them or things like that. Um, I just think it's really important to like build those good connections because then it may make going to the doctor and going for these checkups less stressful. So I think it's just, it, it's like important to build those great connections um, with anyone that you can, like in hospitals because it's important to, while it may be scary, it's important to not avoid the hospital as much as possible because you want to avoid like getting these late effects. So. Um, and I think there's uh, something that I found interesting was um, how you can ask the doctor um, an off treatment summary. And that's basically um, after the treatment ends, it basically includes all the information of a child's cancer diagnosis, their treatment and follow-up care. And um, you can look at the follow-up care section and you can find like follow-up appointments um, that may include like blood tests, hearing tests, vision tests, or heart tests. And um, I think one really important thing is not only keeping the connection with your doctor and healthcare team um, alive, but also um, talking with your child about it. Um, tell them about um, the things that they may have to deal with in the future or um, the importance of regular follow-up care or having to have a healthy lifestyle so that they stay well in the future, especially if they've um, had cancer previously. Um, and you want to be able to introduce your child to the schedule that they may have, um, whether it's going to like follow-up um, uh, follow-up appointments with the doctors and things like that. There's also a thing where um, a survivorship um, clinic and they may provide um, medical services and follow-up care for uh, cancer survivors. There's also like um, opportunities for like me if you want mental support. Um, I know there's like a lot of cancer support groups. Um, that's definitely something that's really important. Even if you personally do not have cancer, like if you're a family member of someone that did have cancer or a friend and you like obviously because it someone having cancer affects like everyone around them especially them so it's important to just seek out that help in any way you can um I know there's a lot of there's a lot of virtual options too so yeah just seeking out any help that you can because it's obviously not easy to go through alone um so yeah yeah um I think it, it's not easy to go alone um through cancer especially like the later parts of cancer and um and that's why it's important to um educate others on it. Um, a lot of times people don't have any idea of what may happen later on in their life and they're not aware of these early um, uh, side effects that may occur and they miss these um, symptoms early on and 
uh, like any other disease, it's easier to fight off a disease if you can detect it early on. And so it's important to understand the symptoms that you may um, come across and um, other things such as like secondary cancer or um, how uh, heart disease um, that your child may have to go through later on in their life. And also understanding that because it's cancer is such a hard thing um, and it it everyone is basically in it, whether it's a parent or a child or their healthcare team. So it's important that everyone takes responsibility um, for managing their care, whether it's a child understanding um, that they have to go through this, that they have to go through the follow-up um, care, that they have to have um, healthy um, uh, diets or exercise. Um, it's important that they take responsibility for managing their own health care. Um, and also parents um, keeping their medical records together, um, making sure that they're up to date with um, their child's follow-up um, appointments. And also uh, making sure that if they have any questions to communicate it and to be able to ask as many questions as possible to understand overall what your child is going through. And also it's important for healthcare professionals to communicate with parents so their, the parents um, know exactly what their child is going through. Yeah, and while it may be scary to talk about these late effects and while after cancer you may want to kind of like ignore any appointments, things like that, it's really better, like although it's scary, it's way better to be educated to know about these late effects and to be able to confront them if they ever were to arise. And so you know that like, oh, maybe these symptoms could be linked to like a late effect, just that you're always like keeping yourself on track with your health um, and knowing that you or your child will be okay because you know how to handle certain situations. Yeah, I think a lot of times um, people, uh, they try to avoid the hospital, especially because they have gone to the hospital multiple times and um, they want to basically shelter their children away from um, any medical support later on. But um, as you said before, um, it's important to be able to detect these earlier symptoms or be able to have these follow-up care. And I think that's why it's important to talk about the later effects so that you can educate yourself and your child um, on long-term follow-up recommendations to live a healthy life. So I think that like about wraps it up, but just like main takeaways, um, always like look for support in um, any ways you can. Always keep yourself educated. While we mentioned a lot of late effects um, in this episode, there's definitely more out there. So just doing your, making sure you're using the right sources um, you're on the internet, like looking, asking your healthcare team um, for like advice, support, and just keeping yourself on track with your health. It's all really important. If you or someone you know are looking to support childhood cancer patients and help them experience a better childhood but are stuck on how, Cancer Kids Hurts may be the answer for you. Cancer Kids Hurts is a nonprofit organization started by high schooler Olivia Zhang and aims to improve childhoods of cancer patients. Through volunteer work, donations, fundraising, and the creation of this podcast, those working with Cancer Kids First work to further its mission. If you're interested, go to www.cancerkidsfirst.org slash get involved to get involved. Another way to support the mission of Cancer Kids First is to listen to this podcast and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at The Gold Rim Podcast and Twitter at TGR underscore on air. You can also get in touch with us through our email, thegoldrimpodcast at gmail.com. Episodes will be airing two times a month. Now we'll be moving on to our Sunday trivia shoutouts. If you want to be included in next week's shoutouts, make sure to check out our Instagram at The Gold Rim Podcast every other Sunday because we host trivia on our Instagram story. And if you play to the end, you can be included in next week's shoutouts. This week's shoutouts are Lexi Scabilia, Ryeni24, Shyla.patel21, 
It's underscore April, Pancakes underscore are better, Procade and Hater, The Healthy Minds Foundation, Kayla Baines underscore, Ash.alv underscore, Angelus Montesinos underscore, Ingrid the Smile, Demi Michelle underscore Emma, Kendrick's First Rock, Lil Enchilada underscore, Sun underscore Toast 422, Edith Spry, Milan Fisher, Serene.amer, underscore Ava Shap, Hilda Jean Jean, and underscore Clarissa.r. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Program Podcast. If you have any ideas for or want to be involved with future episodes, make sure to check out the link in our Instagram bio. Have a nice day and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.